Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 533-42 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York. With the new Chevy Silverado, you might be driving in this, but with the Silverado's redesigned interior and large infotainment screens, it'll feel more like this. Introducing the new 2022 Chevy Silverado. Find new upgrades, find new roads. Chevrolet. Hello again, friends. Welcome to Gamecock Central Radio Baseball Report with Gamecock great Kip Balknight. I'm Emerson Phillips. Kip, South Carolina back in the win column this week. A 12-5 win over the Citadel at Founders Park on Tuesday. And then Carolina beat Winthrop on Wednesday night. So, uh, Kip, I'm curious to know how important is it for the Gamecocks to pick up these two wins after losing the Clemson series in such a heartbreaking fashion? Well, the good news is that, you know, South Carolina won those two games. Um, I, I still think there's a lot of learning opportunities uh, for those two games, uh, Emerson. I, they, they definitely weren't clean. Uh, you know, I, I, from a positive standpoint, obviously coming back and beating Winthrop after getting down 4 nothing for you to blink an eye uh, is, is big. And coming back from down, I believe, 5-1 to one to come back and win that game is certainly big. And doing it so late uh, in the eighth inning. So that'll be something that they'll – want to keep in their memory uh, for the rest of the season because there are going to be times they may be down late in the game and they need to realize that, hey, we can do this and we have done this and come back. So I think that's important. Um, you know, you'd like to see those games, you know, winning those games maybe 7-1 to one or 10-2 to two or, you know, where the bats get going, the pitch and solid. You're not walking guys. But, hey, a win's a win and it, it, it's good to get back on uh, the winning track and get ready for, uh, you know, this weekend coming up against Michigan State. 
Gamecocks banged out a season-high 15 hits in the 12-5 win over the Citadel on Tuesday night. Carolina hit three home runs, two for T.J. Hopkins, one for Chris Cullen, and Cullen added a career-high five RBIs. Kip, Chad Holbrook has said that T.J. Hopkins is capable of becoming an all-SEC player, and he's starting to play like it right now. Yeah, T.J. is definitely a, a guy that I think is, uh, you know, he's pretty streaky, but I, I think if he can continue to, to, to work, you know, in the end of the cage, I'm sure like he's doing with Brian Bush, you're going to work on his swing a little bit and really and truly just his confidence. I think, you know, hopefully he can take this over and have a good weekend series here against Michigan State. And he certainly uh, is a key ingredient for South Carolina moving forward. Cody Morris got his first career start for the Gamecocks, worked three scoreless innings, gave up just one hit, struck out six, and walked one. And it was sophomore right-hander Graham Lawson, working three innings in relief, gave up four runs, four hits, three strikeouts, and one walk. And junior lefty John Park picked up his first save of the year, three innings of relief, one run allowed, three hits, five Ks, and two walks. Matt Williams was two for four with a couple of singles, and he extended his hitting streak to 11 games. So Carolina a 12-5 to winner over the Citadel. The Citadel really struggling right now. Big win for the Gamecocks to break out the bats and bounce back from that disappointing loss to Clemson on Sunday, and then the Gamecocks were right back at it on Wednesday, Kip. Winthrop scored four runs in the top of the first inning, and it was an emotional night at Founders Park. Uh, Kip, before we get into the specifics of this ball game, I think we should point out that uh, South Carolina honored uh, Brett Williams, who passed away recently. He was a senior at uh, White Knoll High School and a Gamecock baseball commit. Brett's brother plays catcher for Winthrop. He caught the first pitch. Wednesday night that was thrown by Brett's parents. So South Carolina, obviously the Gamecock baseball family, the Gamecock nation as a whole, lost a young man way before his time. And this was a tragic loss, and I thought it was very nice that the university welcomed in the Williams family and honored uh, Brett before the ball game here. And very special as well that Brett's brother plays for Winthrop, and he actually caught the first pitch from Brett's father at Founders Park Wednesday night. So this was the uh, the setting or the backdrop for this ball game. Yeah, I tell you, Emerson, that's uh, I get chills just just hearing it again. It was a special moment, and for South Carolina to to do that, uh, especially uh, playing against Winthrop and and Brett's brother being able to to obviously be there and his parents and catching that first pitch, and I, I, uh, um, he I'm sure is shining down on us in heaven looking looking down at all of us and, and was uh, proud of that moment, but um, certainly lost Brett way too soon. And um, yeah. my condolences, obviously, to, to his brother and his family, uh, really a tough time. But, um, you know, that that can be very emotional, you know. And I mean, South Carolina not getting out of the first inning, Brandon Murray coming in and starting and, and struggling with that and, uh, you know, giving up four. But, um, again, the positives, they certainly bounced back and came back to win that game ultimately late in the game. Yeah, a somber start to the ball game. And then Winthrop came out and scored four runs in the top of the first inning. You mentioned uh, Gamecock starter Brandon Murray. He lasted only a third of an inning, gave up four earned runs, four hits, walked two, and struck out one. And Winthrop struck for four in the top of the first. Carolina answered with one in the bottom of the first. But Winthrop led six to four going into the eighth inning, Kip. And in the bottom of the eighth, the Gamecocks scored four runs to rally and take the lead in this ball game. Destino opened the eighth with a solo home run. Jonah Bride then hit a double. Chris Cullen was hit by a pitch, 
And Madison Stokes laid down a sacrifice bunt. The throw went wide of first base. The Winthrop error scored two Gamecock runs and tied the ball game at six. And then freshman Carlos Cortez played it a run on a sack fly to make it seven to six Gamecocks. And then a passed ball and a wild pitch scored Madison Stokes. So four big runs for the Gamecocks in the bottom of the eighth. And they went on to win it eight to six. Eight runs on 11 hits, no errors for South Carolina. 6-11 and three costly errors for Winthrop attendance 6,512. So the uh, Clemson series now pretty much in the rearview mirror at this point, Kip, thanks to a 2-0 and uh, outing during the week here. And Carolina now ready for the final three-game weekend series of the non-conference portion of the schedule. A rare Big Ten opponent coming in, Michigan State, the opponent this weekend, 7 o'clock first pitch Friday. 4 o'clock start Saturday, 1.30 on Sunday. And Michigan State kept playing seven games in 10 days. They're on spring break, like many of the colleges are right now, South Carolina included. So uh, Michigan State uh, making a trip down south to get some warm weather baseball in. And uh, they played at Floor Field. They lost to Clemson 9-2 to on Wednesday night. They also played PC and Furman earlier this week. So they're spending some time here in the Palmetto State. And they're going to cap that trip with three games at Founders Park starting Friday. Yeah, you know, going back a little bit on Wednesday night, Brandon Murray, we've talked about this plenty of times, Emerson, and just pitchers uh, in the bullpen and on the staff knowing their role. And, you know, I look back to the game on Sunday, and, of course, this has a lot to do with going forward throughout the season. And even against this uh, Michigan State team, that's uh, even though they're playing seven games in ten days, they're certainly going to be excited to play uh, this weekend. But, Looking back on Sunday, Brandon Murray, you know, started getting up and throwing in the bullpen in the fifth inning on Sunday uh, to potentially come in the game. And, you know, he, he probably threw, geez, I mean, uh, you know, close to 100 pitches in the bullpen uh, on Sunday and ultimately ends up coming in, I believe, in either the 10th or 11th inning. Uh, and, and, and of course, the game, Gamecocks ended up losing that game on Sunday. But, and then now he's starting on Wednesday. So, you know, mentally for those pitchers, uh, that, that can be a little bit tough. So, and I know that that's, uh, you know, you got to play each game as you're trying to win it, but, uh, hopefully these guys will be able to establish their roles a little bit more and we'll kind of know who the midweek starters are. And, um, and, and, and there's a comfort level there. I mean, I can remember pitching and, uh, for the majority of my career, I was a starter, but there were times where I was in the bullpen and, you know, there, there was when I was with the Rockies, I guess, in AAA, there were times where, you know, it seemed like about a six-week stretch where we had a couple big league guys coming down making starts. So I was kind of the swing guy, and I would go from starting one game to relieving two games in a row and then starting another one. And I'm kind of going back and forth not knowing what the heck's going on. And, that, and that's an uneasy scenario. And a lot of people say, oh, well, it's just pitching. It's just get ready and pitch. And it's just, it's just not that way. You ask anybody that's played at a high level, uh, if they don't know their role in the bullpen or as a starter, it can make things really, really difficult. So I, I definitely think Brandon Murray is a heck of a lot better than what he showed Wednesday night and, and, and honestly what he showed on Sunday. I think he may have been a little bit tired after throwing so long he threw in, uh, on Sunday's game in the bullpen before he came in the game. So uh, South Carolina, again, off to a good start this week, and hopefully they can continue through the weekend and, uh, against Michigan State. Need to point out as well, Colby Lee and Reed Scott came on in relief of uh, Brandon Murray, who got just the one out, and Lee worked three and two-thirds innings, gave up just one run on three hits, struck out four and walked two, and then Reed Scott – 
uh, ended up picking up the win. He worked five innings full, gave up just one run, four hits, struck out eight, and walked two. Scott threw 77 pitches, so nice to see him bounce back uh, after a rough outing against Clemson last weekend. So the Gamecocks pick up two wins this week. They're now 9-5 and five on the year, and they're ready to take on Michigan State starting Friday at Founders Park. Gamecock Central Radio here, Emerson Phillips with Gamecock legend Kip Balknight. We hope you'll download the Gamecock Central Radio app. We've got this free phone app that allows you to listen to our podcast for free on your cell phone. You can get the app on the App Store and on Google Play, and then you can subscribe to our podcast on popular services like iTunes, SoundCloud, and others, or just visit radio.gamecockcentral.com. So Michigan State coming in off a 9-2 to loss Wednesday at Floor Field in Greenville to Clemson. But uh, the Gamecocks, looking at the typical three weekend starters that they've run all year, it'll be Clark Schmidt Friday against uh, Alex Troop for Michigan State. Troop is a sophomore lefty, 2-0 with a 1.8 ERA, and Schmidt's been fantastic this year for the Gamecocks, 2-0 with a 0.48 ERA. He's walked a lot of batters, Kip, but uh, that 0.48 ERA, Hard to get much better than that. Yeah, it is. I mean, I, but the the walks are a little bit of a concern, and I think Schmidt just needs to to trust his stuff a little bit more and 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 pound the strike zone. And I'd rather see his line be seven or eight innings, maybe even a complete game. Uh, he's a guy that, in my opinion, could be a workhorse for us and throw. Uh, you know, seven innings should be a short outing for him, in my opinion, with his stuff. He should be able to get through seven innings with 80-something pitches or less and try to get to that eighth and ninth inning and be able to, um, uh, you know, uh, get through. Uh, and, and it saves the bullpen for the weekend. I think that's just a really important thing. But I think he's just, uh, you know, facing a little bit better hitters against Clemson. I think he was just kind of a little concerned about trusting his stuff. And his stuff's plenty good enough. I mean, he's he's got stuff that's definitely going to be challenged at the next level. And he's got to trust that, hey, it doesn't matter who's up there. i got to trust my stuff and pound the zone and throw strikes, use my fastball in and out and, and uh, you know, pitch behind if I ever need to. But really and truly, he's got a good enough sinker that he could just uh, throw a lot of those and get a lot of ground balls throughout the game. And I think he's just being a little bit too passive. And it's, it's kind of hard to find criticism when a guy's got an ERA less than one. But um, I'm just speaking from a pitcher's perspective and what I see and, what I do think that he could, uh, you know, continue to work on. And I'm sure those things are uh, are being talked about with Jerry Myers and the rest of the coaching staff with the players. Saturday's probable starters, Will Crow for the Gamecocks, 2-0 with a 2.6 ERA, 22 Ks and just four walks and 17 and a third innings of work for Crow. And it'll be Ethan Landon, junior right-hander for Michigan State, 0-0 zero zero record, 6.75 ERA. He's worked 10 and two-thirds. Eight strikeouts and five walks on the year for Landon. And then Sunday's probable starters, Adam Hill for the Gamecocks, sophomore righty, 0-2 with a 1.56 ERA. He's already worked 17 and a third innings, 20 Ks, seven walks. And for Michigan State, it'll be Andrew Gonzalez, junior right-hander, 1-0 with a 5.00 earned run average. So the Gamecocks are ranked as high as number seven in the country in the polls this week. And... Uh, Michigan State comes in with a record of 9-2. and two. Kip, they played UNC Greensboro a couple weekends ago, and they lost the Sunday game to UNCG after winning the first two, uh, much in the way that South Carolina did against UNCG several weeks ago. So you know, one common opponent there, and, of course, Michigan State got spanked pretty good by Clemson up at Floor Field Wednesday night, 9-2 to two, the final there. So Michigan State's got to be happy to get another you know, high-profile series here. They're getting a top-ten opponent on the road. They're 
nine and two. They're not ranked, but if they can win this series against South Carolina, yeah, I think they start making a case for breaking into the top twenty-five. Yeah, they are, uh, Emerson. And, and bottom line, South Carolina is, uh, and I've said this even the years they won the national championship, they're not good enough just to show up and play. They absolutely have to come ready to play and and play good, clean, solid baseball. You know, get move guys over, run on second, nobody out, have the right approach, hit the ball to the right side. Uh, bunt guys over with if need be. Execute the hit and run. Execute sack fly opportunities. Uh, when you're up three or four to nothing in the fifth inning and the number seven or eight hold guys up, trust your stuff and go right after him. No walks in those scenarios. You know, pitch to your defense. Pitch to the the, the actual game. Uh, those are things that uh, those guys have to continue to do to make sure uh, they give themselves the best opportunity to win because, like I said, bottom line, uh, and this is in no way, shape, or form a negative, but it is what it is. They're just not good enough to show up and strap it on and just win. They've got to play good, uh, solid baseball, and they can win a lot of games. This is a team that could easily uh, have a chance to get to Omaha, but they've got to put the right pieces in place and they've got to play hungry each time they come out because I can tell you this much. When, you, when, when opponents come to Carolina Stadium or Founders Park, they, they're they ready to play. South Carolina's got the reputation of being one of the best programs, if not the best program in all of baseball. So they're they're not going to – it's not going to be hard for the opposing team to get up to play. So South Carolina's got to make sure they're mentally prepared and ready to go each and every game they play. Kip, what did the Gamecocks learn about themselves after the Clemson series last weekend? And is the old adage true that you learn more about yourself when you lose than when you win? Absolutely. I mean, again, I think it's positive they came back and won these two games this week. I still have uh, a good many concerns on this team moving forward, just uh, just being able to, to, you know, get Destino going. And, I mean, I know we hit a couple home runs this week, but, you know, I mean, I'm I just not sure the pitching quality was there for the Citadel. Uh, our winter that we're going to face in SEC play. So uh, the the bats are still a concern for me. But, yeah, absolutely. You're definitely going to learn more when you fail. Um, I say you're going to learn the opportunities there to learn, whether the guys can, uh, you know, take what the coaching staff talks about in the film room and take look back at those experiences that they had and learn from those mistakes. That's a question that remains to be answered. So, uh, hopefully they can. The opportunities to learn are out there for them. It's up to them for uh, to, to dig deep and uh, and uh, you know learn from those mistakes. All right, final weekend of the non-conference portion of the schedule here. Three with Michigan State at Founders Park, and then a midweek game with Furman next week before the Gamecocks head off to Knoxville, Tennessee to open SEC play. Kip, thanks for the report today. Have a great weekend. You too. Go Gamecocks. All right, that's Kip Balknight, the Gamecock legend, and I'm Emerson Phillips, and this is Gamecock Central Radio. Thanks for being with us. Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's $200 to use on point spreads Money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three 
and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Fanduel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE. NY or text Hope NY in New York.